Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you. Sam Schmidt's other side of the glass. We'll be joined by Andy Herman. Pack-A-Day podcast comes up here in about 15 minutes. Uh, And then coming up at 235, Bob Fesco. Let's go in the morning uh, on 610 Sports in Kansas City uh, will join us. I actually was on his show. I think they uh, played it back this morning. We recorded it yesterday uh, after I got off the air, but I think they played it back this morning. So we'll talk with Bob Fesco uh, coming up, get his thoughts uh, from the Chiefs side of things, what they're thinking going into this game against Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers again at 235. So Andy Herman, Pack-A-Day Podcast, and then Bob Fesco from 610 Sports. Uh, in Kansas City. And, of course, Rami Makhlouf uh, will be here. Sam Schmitz has some news uh, concerning the Rami show coming up today. Got a star-studded show coming up today, huh? There's Sam Schmitz at 3 o'clock. Hold on. There we go. Now I got your microphone on. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. To lead the show off, we'll be talking with former NFL quarterback Sage Rosenfels to kind of get his thoughts on, you know, Jordan Love's debut and kind of what we can expect from that. And then also at 415, We'll be talking with Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network. He broke it yesterday, right? right? The man who broke the news about Aaron Rodgers missing the game with uh, COVID-19. So we'll be talking to him about that. And we'll try to clarify a lot of the questions that people have about, you know, all the implications of all this. Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, Pelissero is one of the best, man. He's he's really good. Say Rosenfels is fun to listen to uh, as well. So a, a nice uh, Rami show coming up today, 3-6. to six, Not going to want uh, to miss that. Uh, just for this first segment, I just want to have a conversation uh, about something I saw on Spotrack, uh, S-P-O-T-R-A-C. They're the website that we get all the contract information and so forth. You can get contract information from them as well. It's a free site. Uh, they put up uh, the latest uh, MVP odds uh, that they found. And it's uh, from the FanDuel Sportsbook uh, Twitter account. So, again, maybe I'm being, you know, a Packer fan here. Maybe I'm being you know, Aaron Rodgers, lover, or whatever else. But these numbers seem jacked up to me. Like, I don't – but, again, maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Okay. <clears throat> so, Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes are plus 4,000. That essentially means they're, like, 40 to 1 to win the MVP. Is that a bet you want to make? 
Patrick Mahomes plus 4,000 to win the MVP. I think it's a pretty good bet. I mean, if you're going to roll the dice and throw some some something out on this and you're going to Vegas and you're going to make the bet or whatever the case may be, I don't think that's a bad bet. Plus 4,000? Bet like 50 bucks, 40 bucks, whatever, right? Because if he if he goes off here in the second half, you're going to make yourself a good amount of money if you throw 40, 50 bucks down on it. I think that's a good bet. If I was going to Vegas, Sam Schmitz, I'd put money down on Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP because that's one of those long-term deals that if he plays like he's played every other time in his career prior to this year, he very well could win out with Kansas City and end up stealing the MVP award before the end of the season if he gets on some incredible run. Right, and right now you got the Chargers and the Raiders leading that division over them too. So I mean, he'd really have to turn it on yep. in order to make up the ground, and they'd have to win out. Right, pretty essentially. much. So they yeah. pretty much have to win out, and he'd have to go crazy. All right, so that's the first one. Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes plus four thousand. I like me some Joe Burrow, no question. Uh, what him and Chase and T Higgins and Mixon and those guys are doing with the Bengals, very impressive. Happy the Bengals don't suck finally. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, he's not winning the MVP. Okay, Derek Carr. Plus 2,600. I don't know if y'all saw the Derek Carr video uh, that is out and about right now on social media. Uh, Derek Carr at his press conference when talking about Henry Ruggs, uh, the Raiders wide receiver, uh, who uh, apparently, allegedly, uh, was driving under the influence, according to police, uh, the other morning and got his car up to 156 miles an hour. And then rear-ended somebody, and the person in that car died. Uh, and he now, obviously, is is facing possible time in jail and so forth. Uh, and Derek Carr came out and said, hey, you know, this is when people need to, you know, love Henry Ruggs. This is a time when, you know, he needs people to love him. If nobody else is going to do it, I'll do it. I'll, I'll love Henry Ruggs. So Derek Carr coming out and staying by his guy even though the situation is horrible currently uh, for Henry Ruggs and even worse for the family who's uh, you know, person in their family passed away because of it. Uh, so Derek uh, Carr, plus 2,600. Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson, plus 2,000. I, I don't think Justin Herbert should be in the conversation necessarily. I, maybe I'm wrong. I mean, he played well early on. I don't know if he's been playing as well as of late. Maybe he was rated higher in the MVP rankings earlier in the year, and now he's falling back. But to me, based on how he's playing recently, I don't. I just. I don't know. I, I don't know if he's necessarily there. Are you in on Justin Herbert as an MVP, Sam Schmitz? No, I think I'd, if I had to pick between those three that we just listed, I would probably put a bet on Derek Carr just because of what he's had to deal with the change in head coaches and now you know losing Henry Ruggs the rest of the season. He's before he, all that even he's been playing great to start the season. I think the only reason Justin Herbert's in this conversation is because of their win against the Chiefs earlier this season, and then that you know illustrious. Uh, great start is why he's still in there. But yeah, he's, I think he's going to fade out kind of the rest of the season. I think that makes sense for Deshaun Jackson or Odell Beckham now, the Raiders. They need a receiver, clearly. Ruggs is not playing. That's done. Yeah. So they need to find some receiver help. And why not a veteran receiver? And in Oakland, he would be their number one wide receiver, uh, Odell Beckham, if, if that's what they choose to do. I. Don't know how the Cleveland how this thing is gonna play out with Cleveland because he's excused again from practice. 
I personally, if I'm Cleveland, if you don't want him, so be it. But it's not worth the trouble that comes with cutting him. So you're better off just to leave him at home the rest of the year if you don't want him in your locker room and then try and trade him at the trade deadline or try and trade him at the draft next year versus just releasing him and then having that dead cap money and everything else and getting nothing in return. That seems ridiculous to me. So if I think if I'm Cleveland, if he's that much of a headache and you don't want him around your guys, then you just tell him to go home for the rest of the year, still pay him whatever you're going to pay him and, and be done with it. Remember when Tim Thomas, where was he? He was in the former Buck. I think he was in Chicago. They had acquired him, and he had that stupid, massive deal that the Bucks paid him and had been moved around a couple of times by that point. And the Bulls just said, stay home. We'll pay for the rest of the year, but we don't want you in our locker room. Just stay home. And they literally paid Tim Thomas to stay home and not be in the facility. He, I don't think he even ever reported to the team. They just told him, stay home. Don't come. We're good without you. Um, and still paid him. So could see a similar situation, I guess, with Odell Beckham Jr. maybe in Cleveland. Next up. Aaron Rodgers, this seems incredibly too low to me. Plus 960 for Aaron Rodgers, according to the FanDuel Sportsbook. I don't, I'm not there on this one. I think he should be much higher than this. First of all, he should definitely be higher than Dak Prescott, who's missed games to this point. Now, he's going to miss one himself, but we're talking about as of today. Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, plus 600. I get the, the Stafford love. Okay, I fine. I, I can understand where that's at. Kyler Murray plus 600, Brady plus 500, and the leader is Josh Allen plus 250. Man, it's got multiple losses in Buffalo. Why is he the leader in the clubhouse at this point? He's been the MVP favorite even before the season began. Right, so they just left him there. Right. Well, he's not 500. I mean, he's still got the best record in the AFC compared with all these other teams. Ah, we'll just leave him. No way. There's just no way. Of everybody there on that list, I can, I'll listen on Stafford. Okay, I'll hear Stafford. Rodgers belongs in that conversation as well. And probably Kyler Murray, to a degree, belongs in that conversation too. Those are my three. I don't even, to be honest, I don't think Brady belongs in that conversation either right now. No, especially, I mean, they can't figure out how to beat the New Orleans Saints. And that really is going to kind of put a stain on his, I guess, resume. But yeah, if I had to relist this, I would go right now, Matthew Stafford won just because Despite losing to the Buccaneers this season, he's been great from week yep. one on. He has. I'll put Aaron Rodgers, too, and then I think Josh Allen's still up there at number three. In front of Kyler Murray. Yeah, because, I mean, Kyler's dealing with the ankle injury now. He missed practice yesterday. I just think with the loss against the Packers that his production is going to drop off just a little bit over the next couple weeks, even if he does play. So I think that's just going to kind of drop his MVP, MVP case. Yeah, so, I mean, overall, uh, I think we sorted it out pretty good. I'm, I'm with you on what, what you said. I think Stafford is probably should be one. Um, and then probably uh, Rodgers, and then Josh Allen, then Kyler Murray. That's how Sam Schmitz lined it up. I agree with Sam Schmitz. I, I'm good with that. But I still think if you're telling me, hey, all right, you got like 40 bucks, where do you want to put it? I think I'm going to play the long shot of Mahomes and see if I'm right because that's where you're going to make the most money, plus 4000 I'm going to go roll that train and, and roll the dice that he figures this out. If he doesn't, fine, then I'm out 40 bucks. Uh, but that, that's got my best shot at it. That, I think that's where I'd go. Where would you go, Sam, on this list? 40 bucks. You put it on one player. Who you got? I'm still going Derek Carr here, just because I think they still actually, going Derek Carr. I I think they still have a shot to win the AFC West um, with the lead that they have now. Even if Kansas City turns it around, and I think you know, despite losing to the Bears, what he's had to go through with losing John Gruden now Henry Ruggs, if he still manages to have a good season and they win that division, absolutely. Yep. All right. So uh, he says uh, Derek Carr. So we differ a little bit there, but overall, I think. We're pretty much on the same path that Aaron Rodgers is definitely underrated. Now, 
Having said that, I don't know what happens to this Aaron Rodgers MVP love if Jordan Love goes out and wins this game against Kansas City. Does that affect it at all if the backup comes in and wins? I mean, we've seen backups win across the NFL this last weekend. Will it affect it if Jordan Love comes in and wins this game? And then, I love playing the what-if game and drive Gary Ellerson crazy, but what if he doesn't play against Seattle? What if Jordan Love wins that one too? And all of a sudden, Jordan Love is 2-0 and with Rodgers' first-string guys around him, and then Aaron Rodgers comes back and finishes out the season. Um, does that help or hurt Aaron Rodgers? I can't imagine it helps Aaron Rodgers if Jordan Love wins games while Aaron Rodgers is out. Uh, let's go to Kurt in Tosa. You are next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Kurt? Okay, this is right. It is Sparky's Midday Madness because you guys are talking about Aaron Rodgers not being the leading candidate for the MVP. You can list all those other characters up there, Murray and Stafford and all them, but when it comes down to it, Aaron Rodgers should be considered the MVP of the league once again. And, of course, we're going to have to see how the rest of the season plays out after he comes back from his little sabbatical. But Aaron Rodgers, hands down, with what he's working with and what he has had to work with, should be and will be the MVP of that league again. Kurt out. All right, thanks for the call. Kurt out. Does he, does he normally call in a show and do the whole Kurt out thing? I've never heard that before. I guess like a Ryan Seacrest uh, mention. Is it? Is that what it is? Yeah. I thought it was a Jim Rome thing. Doesn't Don't Rome callers do that stuff too? Probably. I haven't listened I to Rome in like 20 years. But do, you think, uh, the fact that, to be. do you think the fact that Rodgers won it last year might kind of hold him back a little bit from winning it if Stafford just continues his pace? No. Because I think the argument is look at all the guys he's been playing without. Right. I mean, I mean from, but, from my perspective – not only on offense, but on defense. Go down all the – he literally has been playing without a Pro Bowl left tackle, a Pro Bowl cornerback, a Pro Bowl uh, edge rusher, a Pro Bowl wide receiver. All of them he's been playing without and continues the winning streak without all of those guys, Sam. Yeah, no, I'm just bringing it up for argument's sake. But also, man, and this is a big if, if they somehow manage to beat the, pa- or the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend – do you think that hurts it? Because maybe that goes to show That's that. That's what I was saying earlier, yeah, right. with Jordan Love. What happens if Jordan Love wins this game and then Rodgers doesn't get cleared for Seattle and he wins Seattle? What happens if Jordan Love goes 2-0 and without Rodgers in there? That definitely hurts Rodgers, for sure. But as a Packer fan, I'm jacked. Telling you, if Jordan Love shows out, Bears fans are crying, Lions fans are crying, Vikings fans are crying, probably everybody around the league is crying. This Packers team has been at the top of the uh, top of the food chart for a long time. They may not have cashed in all but twice, but they've been up there year in and year out. Most of this league just can't wait for the Packers to fall down. Jordan Love is real. Oh, buddy. Uh, real quick, before we get to Andy Herman of Packer Day Podcast, Sham Sharania, the athletic. Lakers star LeBron James expecting to miss at least one week with abdominal strain. Uh, Lakers want to be cautious with James' injury early this season. Buckle in. That will be the Lakers story all year long. Guys battling injuries, missing time, so forth. And it's probably going to be the reason why they are not going to win a dang thing this season. Uh, coming up next, Andy Herman from the Pack-A-Day podcast. Still to come as well. Uh, we'll check in with the guy Bob Fesco from 610 Sports. Fesco in the mornings. He'll join us coming up in about 20 minutes from right. Welcome in. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fans. Steve Sparky Fiverr with you. Sam Schmitz, executive producer today. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bang Hotline. 
owner of the Pack-A-Day podcast, writes for Packer Report as well. He is Andy Herman. Andy, thanks so much for coming on, man. Hey, appreciate you having me. Always great to talk Packers with you. Always great to see what you think of this situation. So tell me the range of emotions you went through yesterday as Tom Pelissero breaks that news, and he'll be on with Rami on the Rami Show coming up at 4.15 today. Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network breaks that news yesterday about Aaron Rodgers testing positive for COVID and then everything that happened after that. Yeah, I think the the first thing, and I know I may not be the, the norm here, but the first thing that pops through my head is, we're going to get to see Jordan Love this weekend against Kansas right. City in a tough road environment. And I think this, in a way, can be somewhat of a blessing for Green Bay and for Jordan Love and for the Packers as a whole to see what Jordan Love is capable of doing in a situation, which if you have to go into next offseason with all that stuff that's pending uh, and not ever really knowing what Jordan Love did in a regular season game, that can make it very, very difficult to try to figure out is you know, is is this somebody that we, you know, that Green Bay should be trading is, you know, should we hold on to Aaron Rodgers longer, all those sort of things, getting a real look at Jordan Love in a real game situation. One is insanely entertaining Two uh, has a ton of value for the Packers and their decision-making. And three is certainly very valuable for Jordan Love and his progress as a quarterback as well. So that was the initial thought and and legitimate excitement about seeing what Jordan Love is going to be able to do this weekend. Then it sort of comes out that, okay, Aaron Rodgers wasn't vaccinated, which came as a surprise because of the comments that he previously made. And it seemed certainly that he had been vaccinated. So that was sort of unpeeling that layer. And then all of a sudden you sort of start thinking, okay, Kirk Benkert's on the COVID list. Aaron Rodgers is on the COVID list. What happens if Jordan Love goes on the COVID list and he can't play this week, which would obviously be insanely disappointing. And then they bring in Blake Bortles. And you're starting to wonder, okay, now Isaac Adams on the COVID list. Are there going to be more players that eventually have to go on this? So you're trying to peel back all the layers of this onion as one tweet comes out. And it obviously became quite the day from there. Talking with our guy, uh, Andy Herman here on Sparky's Midday Madness. So when we talk about Jordan Love, what we saw in OTAs, what we saw in preseason, all was without his starting wide receivers. I mean, he didn't have any of his guys necessarily. He was playing with the third and fourth string guys. So how much of that, I guess, goes into your optimism that he now gets those starters to play with? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's just such a totally different ballgame from preseason to regular season. You have defenses that are certainly going to be calling less vanilla defenses that are going to specifically scheme up things that he hasn't seen before. Matt LaFleur is going to base an offense uh, on what Jordan Love does best and the things that he's most comfortable in. He's going to have a player like, likely have a player like Devontae Adams that, you know, he can get the ball to and let really Adams do some of the heavy lifting. Same thing with Aaron Jones. So, I think that's what makes this this moment so intriguing is because we haven't had the opportunity to really see Jordan Love in, in situations like this when the game plan is set up for him, when a team is specifically trying to stop him at quarterback, and how does he respond to this situation in a very tough environment in one of the noisiest stadium, stadiums in football? Uh, having it, It's all the simple stuff, I think, sometimes that we take for granted going from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers of cadence, silent count, getting everyone lined up and on the same page, checking from something as simple as from a pass play to a run play or run play to a pass play based on the defense's look. Some things that, again, for the past three decades, Packer fans have been able to just basically set it and forget it and not have to worry about it are now all things that Matt LaFleur has to kind of be cognizant of with Jordan Love this week. So uh, those are all the things that, uh, again, I'm looking forward to and seeing how, how Love responds. What about the transition of Robert Tunyon out to Guare in now at tight end? 
Yeah, I think it changes things a little bit. I think most importantly, just as we've seen all all season, whether it's Jordan Love having to play, whether it's, uh, you know, Razul Douglas, it, it's sort of that next player on mentality. And in this case, Josiah DeGuara is a player they felt very strongly about third round pick a season ago. I think last year and even early this year, he was going to have a, a fairly significant role within this offense before some of the injuries kicked in. This gives him a real opportunity to kind of get back on solid footing. And, and it's about this time, about, you know, a, a year, a little over a year past his ACL, you know, surgery from a year ago uh, that he's hopefully starting to feel a little bit back to normal and kind of like himself this past week. And it's funny what consistent playing time can do for you this past week. I thought he looked maybe one of the best iterations of himself as a Packer so far. I remember back when Mercedes Lewis was playing with Mike McCarthy and he would get like five or six snaps a game and they'd be all kind of random. It's really tough to get in any sort of rhythm. And Lewis really struggled even as a blocker, which he's insanely good at in that situation because he'd come in fresh, hasn't played in two quarters. And all of a sudden now he's playing a snap against the NFL edge rusher. That's tough to do. I think with more playing time, DeGuar is going to settle in a little bit more. And just another play. I'm really intrigued to see how, you know, what he can make of that opportunity. If you're the Packers, Andy, are you kind of, you don't want to force anybody to do anything they don't want to do, but are you kind of like nudging maybe David Bakhtiari to be out there for Jordan Love coming up on Sunday afternoon? No, absolutely not. I think the biggest thing as you're looking at not only this game, but moving forward, I've said for, for some time now, I, I just based on the schedule and the injuries that Green Bay has, I always thought the number one seed was going to be very difficult for them to get. They have some very difficult games still on the schedule and now with all the COVID stuff and et cetera, I, I still think it's going to be very tough to get the number one. I also think it's going to be very difficult for them not to win the NFC North. I just don't think the Vikings and Bears are going to end that well this season. I think they could probably limp through the remainder of the season and still win the North pretty easily. So to me, they're going to be a playoff team. They're going to be either the, the two, three, or the four. They're not going to have a bye. They're going to have to play uh, that first week. And then it's uh, it's up to them and to be playing their best football at that time and in all in season. So whatever it takes to get Jair Alexander and Darius Smith and David Bakhtiari and the rest of this team playing their best football come January, that's by far and away the most important aspect of this season right now. And if that takes a couple more weeks for David Bakhtiari, so be it. I certainly wouldn't rush him back until he's a million percent ready to play. Does Andy Herman have any interest in Deshaun Jackson or Adele Beckham Jr. if, if released? Uh, Odell Beckham, no. And that may sound weird that I would prefer Deshaun Jack. I just, everywhere Odell Beckham is gone, the, the team has somehow been worse. Like the Giants were not good with him when they were like, you go back to that Packers Giants game of, a couple years back and even Ladarius Gunter was having some success. I just don't buy the value of Odell Beckham. And I think sometimes the headache can be, you know, more than the, the reward that you get from having him on the roster. And then when you look at Deshaun Jackson, I think I'm very surprised it didn't work out with the Rams because I think they had the idea of just, you know, 10 snaps a game, deep threat. I still think there's an opportunity for it there and the Cal connection with Rodgers. I wouldn't rule that out entirely. That that could be something I see working, but there's just so many receivers that already need the ball in Green Bay and weapons that I don't see either of those players ending up with the Packers. He is Andy Herman. Follow him on Twitter as well at Andy Herman NFL, Packaday Podcast, and of course, Packer Report. Andy, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Let's talk soon. You bet you take care. There he is, Andy Herman, here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Let me tell you about my friends over at Q Club of Wisconsin. No matter your favorite sport, the place to be for great food, fun, and playing your own favorite indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. There's plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games, and they're huge, and I mean huge, entertainment game room, indoor bocce ball. 
Now, many places you're going to find indoor bocce ball at in the wintertime, I promise you. So you have indoor bocce ball, you got dartboards, you got pool tables, you got table tennis, you got foosball, everything you could possibly want. You got, they got shuffleboard uh, as well. You ever been a shuffleboard guy, Sam Schmitz? Not really. In the bars? I mean, if like other people are playing or like my friends are, I'll join in. Yeah, all right. All right fair enough. I, I, I think I've played like two or three times in my life. So you got all of that in their huge entertainment game room. And you get to settle down in Q Club of Wisconsin and enjoy some of their awesome food from Loaded Burgers. Wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up <laughs> with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or QClubWI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. That would mean bands. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Sam Schmitz goes out to a bar. What does Sam Schmitz gravitate to other than drinking in order to entertain himself? Oh, well, sometimes those bars will have, like, pull tabs. I don't know if you've ever done those. Oh, man, that's a total Wisconsin thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, that's a Wisconsin thing. Northern Wisconsin specifically, you Mm -hmm. find all those pull tab places. I don't think I've been to a bar in southeastern Wisconsin that has pull tabs that you can play. Oh, they're, like, everywhere in Milwaukee. Really? Yeah, especially, like, the ones I go to on uh, 3rd Street. I, I think almost everyone has them. Really? Oh, yeah. I did not know that. I mean, I know about the video game machines that everybody plays or whatever. Fine, whatever. I, I get that. I've not done that either. Uh, but the pull tabs, yeah, that's like a church festival thing that now they apparently are having in more and more bars. All right. So you're not like a golden tea guy or a darts guy or pool or nothing like that? Pool, I will. But most of those bars, really, and especially in the ones I live by, Milwaukee, don't have one. Um, but absolutely, because in college... I used to take a pool class just to get some credit and all that. So I've done that before. You took a pool yeah. class? Yeah. They you, taught you how to play pool? Yep. You can do pool. You can do bowling. Um, bowling? Then, yeah. There's one other like weird, wacky what? sport. I think there might even be a ping pong one at UWM. Um, but yeah, that's like an easy half credit. UWM has a nice bowling team uh, and has, has a really good bowling coach at UWM. That I know I've interviewed him multiple times when I'm my spare time bowling show. Um, but I did not know there were classes for that. Yeah. They're very easy, but they're fun. I actually learned some stuff, but um, I'm not big on darts just because I re- don't really understand the scoring. You know, I just uh, scoring's pretty easy. Right. When Tim Allen beat me in darts, that's when I retired. That's just that's how that happened. I just walk up there and throw it. That's all I do. Yeah, I'm horrible at darts. Horrible uh, at darts. All right, coming up next, uh, we will talk with my guy Bob Fesco, six ten sports in Kansas City. Get the Chiefs side of things. That's next on Sparky's Midday Madness. Sparky's Midday Madness on twelve fifty a.m. The fans, Steve Sparky, Fiverr with you, executive producer Sam Schmitz, other side of the glass, joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. He's our guy Bob Fesco, host of Fesco in the Morning on six ten sports in Kansas City, our sister station. Bob, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. You got it, Sparky, man. Anytime. Thanks for having me. You betcha. All right. Uh, first things first, uh, I, I'm interested in seeing what Chiefs fans are, are saying on your radio station in Kansas City since this news broke of Aaron Rodgers testing positive for COVID. Well, obviously, we've been looking for a break all season long. So maybe we finally got one here, not having to face Aaron Rodgers uh, on Sunday with the Green Bay Packers, because it seems like everything so far this season just hasn't fallen in the Chiefs' favor, whether they're turning the football over or the defense isn't playing well. We finally have a break here in Kansas City, and I think a lot of fans are really excited about it. Quite frankly, I know I'm excited about it. It gives the Chiefs a real opportunity and a shot to go out there and win a football game that 48 hours ago nobody would have predicted they had a chance to win. Okay, so let's talk about it from the perspective of how people view Rodgers now with the whole answer of when asked about being vaccinated, yeah, I'm immunized, and how that whole thing has played out. 
Well, I, I've never been a huge like Aaron Rodgers fan myself. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because, as as you told us, and if I've heard people say, you know, the smartest guy in the room syndrome. I, I just don't know what it was. But there's never been like for me this like, wow, I love watching Aaron Rodgers play or or anything like that. But what, what I think about Aaron Rodgers, I don't care whether or not you're vaccinated. That's none of my business on whether or not you're vaccinated. But you need to tell people the truth about that. You can't lead people astray. Just think about how many people he may have put in in jeopardy. No pun intended about you know going out there and, and saying he was immunized and people figuring it meant he was vaccinated against COVID-19 and, and, and being around the media and being around people in the facility, the cafeteria workers, you know, just the, the random average Joes that work around there, being on the set of, you know, these commercials that he's been filming now. So like, like all of this stuff really kind of ticks me off because a lot of us have taken every precaution necessary and done what we were supposed to do through this entire pandemic. And if Aaron Rodgers isn't going to do it, that's fine. But at least tell us you're not doing it so everybody else can take the precautions when they're around you. Right. That's exactly it. And that's, that's, I, I think where a lot of people get agitated with that obviously everybody in the building um for the most part knew because he had to follow these protocols that if you're not vaccinated you have to wear the mask everywhere and so forth they claim the Packers do that he was doing that so uh, we'll see what the investigation from the NFL finds out so what what is going on with that Chiefs offense with Patrick Mahomes I was just reading odds from Track uh, that they tweeted out from the, I think it was a FanDuel uh sports book they have Mahomes at 4,000 to 1 to win the MVP right now. He never would have guessed that's where he would be at halfway through this season. What's going on with the offense? Well, that's funny. I just was reading those exact same odds, too. So I, I was looking at it. I go, yeah, I'm not surprised that he's you know that far down. He's throwing a lot of interceptions, a lot of ill-advised passes. And really, quite honestly, Sparky, this is the first time that this group of players has had a deal with adversity. Yeah, they were behind in playoff games and found ways to come back and win, but this is now adversity where they're not able to go out there and do whatever it is that they want and, and basically, you know, assert their will uh, around the National Football League. There are teams that are now playing them defensively like they've never seen before. They've never really had to make adjustments. Everybody just went out there and did their thing and used speed and a huge arm to, to win football games, but now teams are wising up. I thought what the Giants did on, on Monday night was the best defensive effort I've seen to date against Patrick Mahomes. Even though the Giants didn't win, they took away Tyreek Hill deep and they eliminated Travis Kelsey. Usually you could take away one or the other, not both. The Giants found a way to take away both and this is on Andy Reid now. I mean, Andy Reid needs to start running the football a lot more and committing to the run and we've been saying that for the last couple of weeks. Clearly Patrick Mahomes is not comfortable behind the offensive line and really hasn't been, you know, since that Super Bowl. I I think he's got some issues that he needs to overcome with that, of staying in the pocket. I think he's looking to run and escape before he's looking to settle in and throw on a consistent basis. But I think the head coach can help them out and and start running the football a little bit more and then get people to start playing up in that box a little bit, and that'll open up the fun stuff. I mean, for a while there, I think the Chiefs had a – uh, a goal of being on Sports Center in the top 10 plays in Berman's three fastest minutes instead of <laughs> trying to find the best way to win games. And sometimes the best way to win games is boring. It's okay to run the football, and that's what they need to start doing more, and that'll open up everything else that they're used to having there for them. Tell me about Derek Gore. Tell me about the running back, Derek Gore. Everybody thought he was related to Frank Gore when they were watching the game the other night. Obviously not, but he he, he did a little something something for you guys. You know what? I, I just love watching this kid play. In fact, I just like watching any running back in this system because Andy Reid, for as little as he runs the football, has a knack for finding dudes you've never heard of before. 
and letting them go out there and play and kind of become household names here in Kansas City. They did it with Weston Ware a couple of years ago. They did it with Damian Williams, who should have been Super Bowl MVP, but you're going to give that to Patrick Mahomes. And now you got Daryl Williams and, and Gore doing his thing. And it, it was funny in the preseason, Andy Reid referred to him as the new Gale Sayers. And we're all like, okay, whatever. Uh, that's fine. That's hyperbole. But the kid can run. And he had one of the smartest plays I'd ever seen in a preseason game. He had an opportunity to score a touchdown with like a minute and a half to go never scored in the NFL before anything like that had a chance to score a preseason touchdown man maybe you keep the ball something cool for your mantle the guy went down inbounds got the first down and let the clock continue to run the yep. Chiefs held onto the ball and they never had to give it back so his football IQ is is really good he's ripped he can run he's powerful you just root for guys like that and I'm hoping he has a lot of success from here on out Follow Bob Fesco on Twitter at Bob Fesco. Of course, host of Fesco in the Morning, 610 Sports in Kansas City. Uh, tell me a little bit about what's going on on the defensive side of the ball. You guys went out and got Melvin Ingram at the trade deadline to help that pass rush. Uh, but is that the biggest issue, the pass rush? Because it didn't look like the secondary was playing all that well. Well, there's a lot of issues, you know, on this defense. I think age is caught up with them. I think drive is caught up with them as well. The hunger, I don't think, is there like it used to be. You got rings, you got paid. What else is there to go out there and do? But I think Andy Reid's biggest mistake as head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs was trying to move Chris Jones outside. They've rectified that. They've moved him back inside now. Now Melvin Ingram gives you the opportunity to have some more depth at the defensive end spot so you can leave Chris Jones in the middle. He's a game wrecker in the middle. And and they went out and thought they could move him to the outside and get Jaron Reed, and it really hasn't been uh, a work of art. It's been kind of embarrassing, quite honestly, from that defensive standpoint. And then they were playing Dan Sorensen out there forever and a day. Uh, and then they finally replaced him with Juan Thornhill in the lineup. That's made it a little bit different. But what the defense really does well, two young guys, Willie Gay and Nick Bolton, a second-year player and a rookie. I mean, Nick Bolton's a rookie, and he's calling the defense right now. Wow. That's how good a linebacker that kid is. So watch those two guys in the middle. They can flat-out get after it. And Frank Clark hasn't shown up in two years. I, I don't know if he's really still on the team or not. Every once in a while, he'll get out there and take a snap or two. But that guy's done nothing since the Super Bowl in Miami that they won almost two years ago now you know Bob the, the other part of this I think uh, that, that people are going to talk about is Eric Bieniemy, uh, one of the coaches on coaching staff is a guy that everybody thought should have had a head coaching job uh, at this point um, and simply doesn't have a head coaching job you guys are a lot closer to Eric Bieniemy than obviously we are what do you think is the holdup uh, as far as why he can't get a job uh, that's a good question. I think he's a pretty good leader. You know, the guys like playing for him and, and, and whatnot. But I think there's probably some, like, can he do it without Patrick Mahomes? I think there's a lot of guys, you know, on this staff right now as assistant coaches who are probably getting, can they do this without Patrick Mahomes? And I don't know what the answer to that question is. And I'd love to see Eric Bieniemy get a head coaching job. I think he's probably earned it at this point in time. And we'll just have to wait and see. But I think the whole, well, is he good or is it Patrick Mahomes that makes him good I think is the big question that gets raised and now with the offense struggling a bit this year maybe he, he loses all kinds of benefits of the doubt that's what I'm concerned about I, that that's that is exactly my concern that may work obviously against him all right thoughts on this game coming up on Sunday 325 kick Packers Chiefs Packers with Jordan Love who you got I picked the Chiefs 35 nothing every week that hasn't worked so well for us this uh, year here in Kansas no. City 
but I'm a lot more confident that they're going to win this football game now that Aaron Rodgers is out of the lineup. As long as the defense doesn't act like they've arrived and they can go out there and just you know throw their helmets out on the field because it's Jordan Love playing instead of Aaron Rodgers. But but I I I, I think every week and I hope every week the Chiefs have finally found that that drive to get back to the postseason where they realize, all right, this start of the season has sucked. It's time to start winning some games. They've got a real big opportunity in front of them. They've got to take advantage of it. I think they win the football game. If they lose to Jordan Love, does there become a panic, you think, within that fan base? Uh, I think there already is a panic oh, in the fan base right now. Really? Yeah, at 4-4, four and four, yeah. They haven't won two games in a row yet this year. They haven't beaten a good football team yet this year. So they're 3-0 and against the NFC East, and they beat Cleveland. I mean, that, that's not exactly <laughs> something you're bragging to mom about. No, no, it's not. He is Bob Fesco. Follow him on Twitter, at Bob Fesco. Host of Fesco in the morning on 610 Sports uh, in Kansas City. I've talked about for years, dating all the way back to ripping Ned Yost every time I had the opportunity on his show. And uh, we still talk because Ned ended up winning a World Series, which still blows my mind. Uh, Bob, thank you so much. You got it, Sparky, man. Anytime. Thanks so much. Take care. There is Bob Fesco again on Twitter at Bob Fesco on the Great Midwest Bank uh, Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious, not just breathe, I'd let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. Uh, today saw this in the break before we had Bob Fesco on wanted to relate to you Marquette basketball tweets this out the Marquette basketball court was damaged uh, and the Bucks are rectifying the situation unfortunately the new court isn't expected to be ready until late November so Marquette will end up playing on the Bucks alternate court at Pfizer Forum until then see this is kind of the issue when you have a team that's essentially owning the arena that has other clients. Cause now the bucks uh, are on the hook for getting the court fixed or whatever the case may be. Um, and it looks like it's going to take like three weeks or something along those lines. Now there's worse things to play on than the alternate court for the bucks, right? We all like the alternate court, the big deer and the, the buck or whatever. And so that's pretty cool, but that sucks. Uh, Shaka Smart doesn't get to play on his own court because they damaged it. So, still got high expectations. I still think Shaka Smart's going to do a good job in Marquette. We'll see. At Badger Program, on the other hand, for basketball, I'm greatly concerned by what's on that roster. But we'll, we'll see how that all plays out. College basketball is almost upon us. Coming up next, he is Rami Makhlouf. He'll tell us what's coming up on his exciting show. Got a couple big-name guests on his show to help carry that show today. We'll talk to him next here on the fan sparky's midday madness on 1250 a.m the fan thanks for tuning us in today don't forget green and gold post game show comes up sunday afternoon after the packers take on the kansas city chiefs gary ellerson former packer and badger running back myself immediately following that one the green and gold post game show presented to you by lakeland university also don't forget that the journey house college sports show comes up tonight don with chillis dan underberg talking some college football with you Whitewater, they just continue to win and win and win and win and win. So they'll have that to talk about. The Badgers upset Iowa uh, over the weekend, so I'm assuming it'll be some joyous celebration between Wachillis and Underberg tonight. That big Badger victory over the Iowa Hawkeyes, that's on every Thursday night from 6 to 8, uh, immediately following the Rami show here uh, on The Fan. Uh, so make sure to stay tuned for that if you're a big college uh, football or college basketball fan. I'm not sure if they're getting into college basketball tonight or not. Marquette plays tonight on apparently the Bucks floor since their floor has been damaged at Fiserv Forum. Uh, so maybe they'll talk some college basketball too. 
I mean, Makloff is here, as I mentioned earlier. A couple big-name guests coming up. The Sam Schmidt's booked. What do you got, Rami? Coming up on the show today, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer right out of the gates. We'll talk with uh, Sage Rosenfels, former NFL quarterback, contributor for our sister station down at 670 The Score, and uh, the QB Collective. One of the best dudes. The QB what? The QB Collective. That's oh, his podcast. Gotcha. One of the best dudes to talk quarterback play with. Sam, yeah, I've heard him before. Sam texted me last night. He was like, who can we get to like talk quarterbacks like and, and get some insight on what, right far. what Jordan Love, you know, is is what we can expect from him, what right. he's up against, blah, blah, blah. I was like, dude, it's a, it's, it's a sin we haven't had Sage Rosenfels on already. I used to talk quarterback play with this dude. Every week in Minneapolis, Minneapolis, and he's so good. So we're going to do that right out of the gates, then talk with Packers fans, what you're looking for, what you're hoping for from Jordan Love. Also, Tom Pelissero, who broke the Aaron Rodgers story yesterday. He'll be here at 4.15. He's a Minnesota guy, too, isn't he? He is, yes. Started in Minnesota. Still lives there. Yeah. Um, Has a palatial estate, from what I understand. I know people who have visited. Brett Favre uh, had mentioned that he was available and so forth. Uh, And... If somebody tweeted out that, oh, yeah, bring him back, whatever, I retweeted it. There's a lot more people than I thought that really would be down for bringing Brett Favre back right now. No, and let, people aren't uh, serious when they say that. No, I don't I don't know, man. I mean, there are some that are completely against it for non-football reasons of why they don't want Brett Favre back. For and there are people stuff. who are probably for it for non-football reasons. Could be. Right. Could be. Yeah. But a lot of, a lot of what I saw was... You know, let him come back and be the mentor to Jordan Love in the practice. People leading aren't up serious. Game, people are in serious. Because the odds are he wouldn't play anyhow. Stop. People I mean, are no, not serious. Jordan Love got hurt. Brett wouldn't play. These are jokes, right? These are people making jokes. You don't think he can handle a clipboard? What if he has to go in the game? What if he does? Turn around and hand it off. Brett, you got two running backs. He can make a throw You're or not two serious still. right now, are you? I can only see half your face because that Lakeland University read is blocking the bottom. It is. So we're, I can't... we're live from the Lakeland University studios, leader in online yeah. education for more than 25 years. Lakeland.edu. I can't tell if you're serious or not. You're not serious, are you? Oh, come on, man. You have Blake <laughs> come Bortles. Come on, man. You have yeah. Blake Bortles in practice right <laughs> you now. You know what Blake Bortles isn't? Almost 50. How old is Blake Bortles? Look that up. Look up Blake Bortles. How are we doing this? I want to know. I'm are we curious. Doing this? He's not 50. He's almost 50. Blake Bortles is almost Jeez. 50? Oh, no. Uh, Brett Favre. I'm is. talking about Bortles. How oh. old is Bortles? Guys are way too harsh on the guy. He's only 29 years old. No, I he said like he should not, be like no, I, yeah, he's not I, I, I apologize, Rob. Yeah. You're right. Sparky. He's so bad at 29. He wasn't even in the damn league. That tells you how bad this dude is. Brett's not in the league because he's old. Big difference. I bet you. Yeah, huge difference. I'll tell you what. I bet how you. How old is Brett Favre, Sam? How old is I, Brett Favre? Who cares? What? I'll tell you this. What do you mean? I who don't care. Cares? I'll tell you what. He's 52. What? There you go. Fine. <laughs> I'll take Captain Awesome, Brett Favre. Stop. I'll take dude. him. Stop. I bet this you. Is silly. I bet you he could throw better balls than Blake Bortles can right this now. This is well, silly, right? As long as I guarantee you. He could go silly. out of the field right now, put up the little match. Do you remember how Brett hey. Favre ended his career yeah, I, I at know. the hands of Corey Wooten <laughs> yeah. on the frozen University of Minnesota yeah, field? I saw it. But listen to me. If you went out there and set up the passing nets, right? <laughs> Pull them back 30 yeah, sure. or 40 Pass yards and throw them. He could he'll, put on a show. He'll sure. be Bortles and probably love. Sure, he could put on a show with that, some passing. Nuts. He doesn't have to do anything else. But, come on, man. Hike, come on. Hand off. Hike, he will hand die. Off. Play act. Throw it deep to Devontae. He will get killed. <laughs> but could you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine the look at Rogers' face if Brett Favre goes walking out of the practice field? Rogers is at home feeling horrible. Oh, He's got COVID. Just, oh, I don't feel so good. What the? 
that, that would be that would be the absolute nail in the coffin he, of the Packers and Aaron Rodgers relationship. He, think, he was like, I've heard about hallucinations, but damn, I think I see Brad out there on the practice field right now. That would be funny. I would laugh hysterically. Yes, I would. People as long aren't as, serious, though, right? As long as we're throwing out names. I mean, he joked about it this morning. Why not put Matt Flynn in there? Mm. He's not too far out. Because Brett Favre, again, would out throw Matt Flynn, too. Matt Flynn didn't have an arm when he played, nonetheless, now. Again, I mean, Bortles is 29 and nobody wanted him. That Marino tells you he's just not good. Dan no. Marino, I'm sure Dan Marino still has some arm talent. I don't man. know if that you guy know. Was special. But I don't know if he can even right? walk. I mean, oh, Brett can, can walk. Brett can walk. Marino, when he played, Rami couldn't move. That's Does why he have to walk? Can't his he just stand there and shot. throw footballs? Isn't that what we're talking about? He's here? got worse knees than Ellerson, <laughs> Marino. I mean, Ooh. that's horrible. <laughs> And his back might be as bad as Gary's. I mean, I no, he's not playing. I don't know. What's you, Steve Young? Steve Young's looked good on Monday Night Football's pregame show. He still looks. He still looks spry, huh? Steve Young, guys. Anybody I, interested I'd in entertain Steve it. Young? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. They can have a throw off him and Brett. See what happens. I mean, seriously, Blake Peyton Manning. Horrible. Yes. Bring in both the Mannings. Eli. Let I him take, try out for the backup spot. I take Eli in a heartbeat. Right Would now. you? In a heartbeat. No question. Absolutely. Eli Manning or Blake Bortles? Hell yes, I'm taking Eli Manning. Hey. In a heartbeat. And you know what? The only thing that would stop me is it would ruin great television on Monday nights if we did it. That would be my one Have thing. Have you been watching the Manning cast? Love it. I watched the highlights afterwards. I, I would still get, watch the regular broadcast. I would get rid of the regular broadcast. Let the Manning cast be the only broadcast on Monday nights. Did I would never that, put uh... him in the stadium ever at any point let them do the way they do it but give them a moderator like ESPN, ESPN and I think TNT as well is working on something similar for NBA games of course they are it's copycat thing I think it, it was I it think, won't be as I good think I read it is. was Jamal Crawford and Karan Butler and nobody will care those are two entertaining dudes though nobody those will are two fun dudes care I might watch that we'll care here Miami will care for Butler right because mm-hmm. Karan's a racing guy mm-hmm. so okay we'll care fine uh, and Jamal Crawford, what? People in Chicago will care. I'm not sure of anybody else. And that'll be it. And I like Jamal Crawford. Super nice guy. But it's a question of, is it? And not, the Mannings are super entertaining. It's and a qu- super popular. And super pop. And, but it's a question Those of. Those two aren't. It's, but that's what I was just going to say. It's a question of, is it just their popularity? That's the that's the, uh, the success of that show? Or is it the formula? If Garnett could talk without swearing every other word, <laughs> KG and Wade would be good. That would be fun. That would be That'd okay, be right? Yeah. I mean, there are guys I can come up with sure. if they can, you know, clean up the vocabulary on TV. I mean, Garnett's just not meant for regular TV. If, like, what if it was that's just tough. Char- what if it was just Charles and Shaq? Sure. That would be awesome. They're going to have to do something because eventually. Did you hear what Charles Barkley said last night? Hey, we got to go. Uh, all right, that'll do Already? it. Uh, well, okay. you told me we have to be out on well, time to get to the Rose. It's only 2.54, though. It's a you got six, a four-minute break. Minute break? No, it's three minutes and 45 seconds. Okay. All right. I'm just trying to help you out. No, that's fine. Did Barkley say something? It was funny. They were showing Zion Williamson like take oh, doing, something about his weight, doing shoot around before the game, and he is looking a little chunky, dude. He looks a lot. Yeah, and uh, Shaq Charles said that he looks like Charles and Shaq had a baby together. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's a fair assessment. It was, I saw it, and Shaq lost it. Shaq almost walked off the set because he was laughing so hard. That that Zion Williamson thing. See, <laughs> that's messed up, man. Wasn't I? Wasn't that's... on that Zion train when this whole thing started. I'm still not on that Zion train. When, and, and Gary has been the whole time. I'm just not there. I just I'm not seeing it. He reminds me. Of, and again, I know he's not, but he reminds me of Zach Randolph. That's who he reminds me of. Uh, take a quick timeout. Coming back with Robbie Makoff and Sage Rosenfels. This will be good. Coming up next on the Rami Show. Toodles. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 